Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 600, wow, crazy, 600-seat uh, call center outsourcer located here in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing? We're going to try something a little bit new today with the podcast. We're just going to go Facebook Live, do the podcast. Uh, I'll throw the audio uh, onto the uh, onto the site, and then obviously you guys know I chop up these videos and, and hopefully create some some kind of smaller content as well for for those of you who don't have a a ton of time to, to listen to this whole thing. So hopefully this is a kind of a, a cool way of, of doing this, just trying to keep things fresh, I guess. Okay, so I think this is a cool episode, and and we we've done this a couple years ago, and I think it's time we again things that are actually happening in my context and things that I'm dealing with kind of in real life coming back and and it just kind of spurs things to say, hey, I think that this could help a lot of other people here too. Uh, so let's do a podcast on it. And, and this is kind of dealing with confrontation in your contact center, right? A lot of times we have issues that will arise when you're dealing with a lot of people, right? So, you know, hundreds of people, or even if you have a call center of 20 people or 10 people, a lot of different personalities, a lot of ways that people uh, can rub on somebody the wrong way or, or just say something wrong that, that maybe spurs something. You know, same thing with with how do we deal with reps that maybe are are underperforming and, and having those kind of conversations. But you know, I don't want to make this a coaching session. You know, this really I want to make a uh, when 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 things go wrong, right? When you do have a, a rep that's maybe having an issue with a supervisor, how do we how do we deal with those confrontations, those conflicts, and and I guess even maybe more importantly, how do we avoid them in the first place, right? So. There's kind of five things that you know, we kind of always look at and, and I kind of you know, reference back to um, if we ever see like an uptick, right? An uptick of, of maybe there's some issues kind of happening or boiling over on a team. Um, so I want to kind of hopefully talk to you about some of those today. And, and, and hopefully this can at least spur some thoughts in your head of how you can avoid these. And But when they do happen, what should you do? Like, what is your policy? What is your procedure when you know, when things don't go right, right? Because again, when you're dealing with a lot of people, things don't always go perfectly, right? Okay, so the number one thing I think is is very basic, right? And it is it's supervisor, and we call them supervisors. I know some of you guys use team leads, some of you just call center managers. But for us, 
it's basically the person uh, I'm defining a supervisor as basically having you know, 15 to, to maybe 20 people right under them, managing, supervising them. So the number one thing, again, is supervisor respect, right? Have you, have you done everything you can to make stars out of your middle management, right? I have found that as your middle management goes, your contact center goes. If you have really, really strong supervision and management, right, it's going to take so much pain away from, from the call center manager or the person that's overseeing everything, right? So your time as a, maybe as a leader of your contact center should not be spent looking at, you know, stats of an individual rep or, or talking to this rep and, and doing one-on-ones with reps. I think your time should be spent on doing that with, with the supervisors, with, with those guys, right? Making them, um, making them stars, right? And for us, you know, we do ask our middle management, our supervisors to do a little bit more, to know a little bit more, make sure that they're on time and maybe a little bit early for everything. Um, they need to be experts on the program. We try to make sure that if we have a new program that comes in or a new client, again, we're BPO, different clients are coming all the time, that we want to do some training sessions on this before we go in with the reps, right? So that, again, our supervisors, they might not know the total ins and outs of it, uh, but they're going to be there to guide and they're always going to be kind of one step ahead of the rep. And I think that if they're doing that and they're they're consistently showing that they're they're assisting and they're helping and that the rep can gain something from them, right? It's kind of that kind of servitude leadership, right? Where that management person is is always trying to help, um, but they also know more and they're doing a little bit more than the rep, right? Again, from maybe how they're dressed. And I know we can talk about dress code, but you know how they're dressed, how they speak. Um, There's just, there needs to be a little bit of differentiation, I think, in the type of person, right? So, the other thing with it, with with the respect thing is I'm not saying that you can't be friends with the reps, right? I know that this gets into a touchy subject and I get a lot of disagreement, but, you know, I think it just becomes more difficult when you are, when a supervisor is kind of best friends with their team, right? So maybe like going out on Friday and Saturday nights, and I'm not saying you can't go to a party or picnic. And again, this is a little bit different from a person. This is my, just my opinion. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, um, but we try to have them at least understand that there needs to be a little bit of a line right between between the two roles because I think it helps the the agent more when that when that line is there. So really, you know do, the other thing too, like do you have a a, a, um, a management training program, right? We have a couple of podcasts that are on management training. Um, I think that's really important. you know don't the, the biggest mistake you can do is just promote right and put that person into a supervisory role without any type of training. It's a different role. It's totally different. The things that they're going to have to deal with are different. So make sure that you're, you're kind of looking at that. Okay. Um, I think number two, right, for, from a confrontation standpoint is, is really understanding expectations and, and consequences, right? So when we do our, we do a week of kind of Expedia training for all new hires before we talk about any programs. And one of the things we do is we do talk about the expectations, right? So, you know, coming, you know, being, being on time for, for breaks, being on time for lunch, right? That's not to be a jerk, but we're in a contact center where everything is forecasted out, right? To the 15 minute interval, right? And if we have breaks that, that are just consistently going longer, it throws everything out of whack, right? So it's not to be a jerk. It's not to be an, an uh, authoritarian, right? I can't overstay that word. Um, but it, it's really to just have this thing be managed properly, right? So, 
I think those expectations are really important. So, you know, what is the, you know, understanding all the policies and procedures, I guess that's the, the, you know, the biggest thing you want to make sure then that there is that expectation. And then the word consequence is brutal to me. I don't really like it. I don't really know a better word for it, but what's going to happen if, if if kind of that, that pact that you guys have that we agree to is broken, right? Because something has to happen. Is it a suspension? Is it a write-up? Is it, how, how do you do it in your organization? Right. But having them understand if you do X or if you don't do X, Y is going to happen, right? And it's stated ahead of time, right? That is, we found the best way because everybody's like, yeah, I kind of get it. We talked about it. The last thing that you want, right, is to have your HR staff, to have you as a leader, you know, be the judge and jury and have everything be subjective when something happens, right? That is a recipe for disaster because then favoritism comes in. There's a lot of issues then that that can arise with that. So making sure, right, that you have expectations, you understand that everyone understands we're on the same page with the consequences. You are not making subjective decisions, you know, when something goes wrong, because again, that's going to cause you a lot of issues. So you know, we, we call it progressive discipline, right? I hate, again, it, it sounds terrible. There needs to be better words for this, but, but basically it's, it's really everything that, that if, if this happens, this is exactly what's going to happen. And we kind of, we test that, like that's part of our training, right? So again, there's, there can be no surprises with, with what's going to happen and you're treating everybody the same. There's no favoritism, right? There's really no, no really give or take with that. And everybody kind of understands. I think that's a really important piece, um, piece of this. All right. So let's talk about when things actually do go wrong, right? So there's an issue, right? Rep says something on Slack. Maybe they're in-house. They say something inappropriate to the supervisor. Tell them to go F themselves, right? Something like that happens, right? So the first thing is, we can't let the situations, you know, linger, right? So a lot of people, right? And you got to know your personality, right? Are you just that that non-confrontational type of person, right? Where you might just think, oh, please, please, please go away. Please just let it go away, right? That's the worst, right? You almost got to rip the Band-Aid off, right? And so when we have incidents like this, the number one thing is you don't know what happened, right? You're, you're hearing from all these different sources of what happened. So the first thing is, 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 is call it, call a timeout, send the associate home for the day, whether you want to pay him, whether you're not, that's up to you. Right. So many bad decisions get made on spur of the judgment on things that we think we've heard or th- how we think things really planned out or, or happened. Right. You, you don't want to do that. Send the rep home. Talk to your supervisor, talk to your management. There's, for me, we put so much training into our middle management that a lot of times I will tend to lean and have their back, right? Unless it's been something egregious that they did wrong, right? I'm going into it a little bit jaded, and I'll be perfectly honest, because of all the things that we've done and the track record I have with this person. But I'm going to get statement. We're going to get HR is going to get statements from the supervisor. She's going to talk to anybody that happened around it. If this is a big incident, right? We're going to have a Zoom call with that person at home after they've had a time to relax and chill, kind of get their statement, right? And then talk about it. Be nice and cool and calm, right? And, and really try to figure out what happened, and then you know what should be the the the, the issues that that arise, or, or what are the consequences, you know, for either one, right? of what really happened, right? So again, 
The call center, everybody has opinions and everybody thinks they hear things. Um, you got to be careful and just really sort through and do everything really methodical and take your time of, of when, when bigger incidents happen, when there's when there's something that happens between a rep and a supervisor or a rep and a rep, right, where you know it, it, we got to take that time out, take that break, send people home. Right. And then and then really think, th- think it through. So don't let it linger. Right. And then be methodical with it, you know, as, as you're going through from an HR standpoint or from a from a management standpoint. All right. The other you know piece of this is to really get to know your associates. And again, I'm not saying we're going out and we're having uh, drinks on Friday night every Friday. Right. But understand, do they have kids? What are their what are their big concerns? Right. Is, is child care an issue? Is is Jimmy's birthday going to be next week? Um, you get to know them at least on a relatively personal level, right? Especially from a supervisory standpoint. Um, I don't think that it should be all business, right? Just log in. Your handle time's here, right? You have to be a person with this. Again, these are all people we're dealing with. We're all de- dealing with different personalities. And I think when you, you you take the time to do some one-on-ones and get to know them and you can joke with them, right? You, you again, that goes back to number one, you're, you're building that respect level, right? And I, the power of of me going on Slack and being like, "Hey, uh, you know, Susie Rep, how was how was Tim's birthday on on Saturday? He's ten years old. I can't. I remember when he was just five in those pictures you sent. The power that has is is really amazing, um, and and it really puts people, I think, in a in a way that 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 does gain respect. And your organization is it's a cultural aspect when when you can have that happen. So, I think that's really important you know, as well. And then, you know, kind of one of the other things is that we don't think about, and this is something that I, a long time ago, I read. So this, this really isn't me, but one of the biggest ways that confrontation and cultural rifts can happen in your contact center is that peers are not managing their peer relationships properly. So supervisor, how a supervisor talks to a supervisor, even if they're joking or kidding, right? All the reps, all the associates, they pick up on that, right? If a supervisor doesn't like another supervisor and they start to chirp, right? Even maybe to another supervisor, reps hear everything. If they're talking to their team, right? That's going to totally denigrate that one supervisor, right? And it's going to cause a lot of issues and a rift, right? So we actually, you know, kind of train and and educate that and, and at least make them aware, right? From a management standpoint, how we talk to each other, right? What, what is appropriate conversations, and and understanding that if if we don't have anything nice to say about somebody that we just kind of let it go, talk to me, maybe we'll put you guys in a little bit different area, right? But it's a really important impact, you know, when you have you know the 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 management and how they speak to each other. That that's such a huge cultural piece, right? Because if you're allowing somebody in the, in the reps here, you know, a, a supervisor constantly getting trashed, they're gonna think, well, they could be doing that to me. Right. And you don't think about it because it's just it's it's peer versus peer. It's not like, you know, they're, they're saying it to somebody that they're managing. Um, so that's a huge piece of this, too, is is how do I talk? Like, I never swear. Um, I never I really don't yell ever. Right. So there's no reason right, that if I'm treating you guys like that, that you shouldn't be treating your peers, treating your, your reps like that. Right. And that's kind of a top down cultural aspect thing. Right. So understand that your personality is going to have a big impact in that, right? And that kind of goes again with the, how are you talking to your peers or how are you talking to the, the people that are, that are your direct reports that are, that are dealing with uh, 
dealing with the reps. So that, those are some of the things that I think are helpful to me. So again, the, the, the respect that your middle management has, have you given them every tool that they can possibly have to be successful, to be, um, to be respected, right? Are they just a little bit better, better meaning more prepared, um, ready for the day, um, always have the answer, right? Or can find the answer. Um, they need to be a little bit of, I, I say, a little bit harder worker than, than their agents, right? There's that respect level that totally gets built. Number two, understanding consequences and the expectations around those, right? Making sure that everything is kind of scoped out ahead of time, right? You do not want to be the judge, the jury, making subjective decisions um, on a rep or on things that are happening when, when that should all be scoped out. Um, number three is don't let the situation linger, right? And be very methodical with, with any issues that then come about, right? Diffuse the situation as quickly as you can, and then try to get as many uh, pieces of input as you possibly can. All right. Number four is, is I think you need to know your associates, right? A supervisor needs to really know their associates, understand what makes them tick. Um, again, that goes back to the supervisor respect. And then really from a cultural aspect, understanding how you're talking to each other, how you're talking peer to peer, um, all that stuff, I think, can really play a it, it lays the foundation culturally. And it also will just take away so many issues right? when you're dealing with so many people in a, in a contact center environment. So, again, that's kind of uh, what I got for you guys today. I hope that that, that helps. Um, I think it's it's been something that, again, every once in a while I go back and and even look at the book at the advice from a call center geek 3.0. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we haven't talked about this in a really long time. And again, not that things have been going on in my contact center, but we've just been growing so much that, you know, a lot of new people are coming on board and you know, we're trying to really reinforce this with our middle management too, um, to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything we possibly can to, to make sure that we don't have any issues, which we really don't have, but it does boil over right. Every once in a while, I think that the work from home, has really made has has lessened this um, when it comes from a supervisor to an agent. You might have some stupid like slack things that people say, right? That they take offense to. You know, I will say this too, just kind of as a side note. We do limit con conversations on Slack to really business and kind of event family driven things, right? So there's no politics, there's no religion, right? It's instantly shut down. You almost get banned from Slack if you do it. Like we're not having these discussions. Um, local politics, if somebody's, you know, that happens, right. Cause we're kind of in a smaller town, right. Most of our reps are from, from the area. So when those kind of arise, we try to squash all that. So you just got to be able to, to manage that. Right. And, and able to, to understand again, the, the expectations and, and lay things out. So you're not, you're not surprising people. Right. And it doesn't seem like you're picking on them. Right. If everything is kind of thought through ahead of time, you're going to think through everything. But for the most part, I mean, I think, you know, what what issues are in your contact center um, and to really instead of just ignoring them and hope they never happen, take them head on, um, find out what you want to do with it and then train it and educate it on it. And I think it, it kind of brings it to the forefront and, and hopefully it, it makes it go away. So, again, um, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys that have been hanging out here, too, on in the comments. I appreciate you guys. Um, I would love to see if it's possible, like any of you guys that listen to this on, on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google, like if you guys can post a couple more, uh, we have amazing reviews. Um, so I'd love to see that keep going. That just really allows the podcast to keep growing 
almost 150,000 downloads. So I love all you guys. Thank you guys so much. I think this is kind of the new way we're going to do it. So we'll just go live and then I'll have the video and you guys can watch the video. And then also, uh, you know, obviously we'll have this on the, on all the podcast uh, channels as well. So again, thank you guys very much. Have an awesome Friday as I'm recording this. It is a Friday the 19th. So have a good one and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank <laughs> you.